1: You're listening to Brain Buster Radio.
2: Hey, wrestling fans. Are you passionate about all things WWE? If you're craving a funny, banner-filled podcast that breaks it all down, from Raw to SmackDown Live, every single pay-per-view, and even some NXT...
1: You belong with us at DYWTSB.
3: Join host Mort with Pops, James E., and Queen as they discuss it all. You will not be disappointed. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play and at DYWTSB on Twitter. We will see you
2: there. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation, Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on BrainBuster Radio. Hello, 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 my dear ones, and welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court. All in with the Queen, right here on Brainbuster Radio. What's up, fam? It is AEW week on Brainbuster Radio, and you finally hit the best day of the week. Aside from all the other days of the week, of course. And that's time for us to chat. You and Queen, and you, Queen, and my guests today. So, AEW is having their first show, Double or Nothing, as we all know, right? This is not news. (laughs) So, it's finally happening. The day is here. It seems like it's taken forever to get here, and really it has. It's been five months. It's a long time from when this was officially announced. And even longer, if you've been watching Being the Elite in the things last fall, as these copyrights started to come out and the rumors started to swirl and people were speculating like crazy. And then, of course, we got the announcement. AEW is going to change a lot of things in the wrestling world. And to be honest with you, I think it's already changed quite a bit of some things, right? I wouldn't say it's across the board and I wouldn't say it's everywhere, but I would say AEW has made an enormous impact with, you know, as people like to say, just selling t-shirts. They haven't even had a show yet. But of course, we had the major news drop about the TNT deal. They're going to be on television, on a cable network that pretty much everybody has. This is a big deal. And if you don't think it's a big deal, then I think you need to open your eyes a little bit here. My problem with a lot of the things that are happening right now on the social media platforms and conversations with wrestling fans is people feel like they have to pick one side or another. That's just simply not the case. You're allowed to like whatever you like. You know, honey, whatever you want to do. It's cool with the queen. You want to watch one product? Great. You want to watch seven? Great. I think that's awesome. Either way. However, this new promotion... This group of individuals, the roster, the executive vice presidents, the creative team, the owners, things are causing this shift, right? And I think what's really important here is to note that just because it's new and just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. This is a win-win from top to bottom and back again. It's going to cause everyone to step up their game. WWE. Included. They're going to need to. And that's not a bad thing. It's okay to step up your game. We want to step up our game. From the biggest promotions to the indies to the other major promotions around the world, this is a good thing. Why do I think that? Well, if promotions across the board step up their game, promotions win, talent wins. And most importantly, the entire point of this, right, is to entertain. And so the fans win, too. To discuss all of this, I wanted to have two very special holding court segments on this week's episode for my contribution to the AEW Week on BBR. So the first holding court segment is going to be with my pal from a regular WrestleGuy talk which is now going to be a part of the DYWTSB feed on Podbean, Matt Granberry. So Matt and I are going to bring you a hard-hitting analysis of all things AEW, a really cool conversation where we're going to get into the intricacies of how we feel about AEW, its impact on the wrestling world so far, not only the promotions but the fans, and how we feel about what's to come with AEW. In the second holding court segment, I called in the big guns because if you want to break down the double or nothing card and talk all things, predictions and thoughts and analysis, then you better call the can't miss speculist Queen and Pup Connections own JPQ from the No Particular Angle podcast. Now, folks, did you really think that Queenie was going to have an AEW episode for AEW week on Brain Buster Radio without bringing you the best of the best? Come on now. You should know Queenie by now. This is episode eight, honey. We are on the train. We are on the journey. And you know by now I'm bringing you the top quality content. So strap in, babies, because it's about to get crazy as we talk all things a-E-W. The Elite. The, the Elite. Break it down. The Elite. The, the Elite.
3: You are listening to the incredible queen of N.E. And speaking of royalty, my name's Omega Luke and I am the king of fantasy fucking. And you can find me on Brainbuster Radio on Mondays. So start your week off right. Keep your friends
1: close.
2: But keep Omega Luke on Brainbuster Radio even closer all right everyone and welcome back from our quick commercial break and as promised it's time to hold court with queen discussing all things aew and there was no one that i wanted more to discuss these topics with than my pal matt granberry hello sir how
3: are you i'm doing great queen you you're doing good yourself i assume
2: Of course, I'm here with you. We're on Queens Court, and we're about to talk about one of my most anticipated things.
3: (laughs) Most anticipated, I think, in the entire industry right now. I mean, these guys are, uh, to say they're white hot right now, and it's not even funny.
2: I know, you're exactly right. Things are full speed ahead. So, Matt, before we get started, Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, give you a little shout out here for our big news that announced, uh, by the time everyone's listening to this, of course, it'll be last Friday. But uh, for us, it's today. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. our brand new news that you are going to be on the DYWTSB feed as one of the fam with your awesome... New
3: thank show, you. thank you. Yeah, can you tell it's my, people
2: a little about it, please?
3: It's just my own little podcast that I do on uh, on the Anchor app. It's called Regular Guy Wrestle Talk with MG. It's just me talking into a microphone about my thoughts on certain subjects, uh, topics, promotions, wrestlers, matches. No promotion is not covered Uh, i i talk about wwe aew new japan british you know just everything ring of honor it doesn't matter if it's in the world of pro wrestling i'm going to try to talk about it and again it's just me a fan just like all the great listeners that you have here on the court Mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's just one fan expressing his thoughts and views via podcast that's it there's nothing there's no no frills no fancy schmancy stuff or anything like that just me and a microphone
2: so happy to have you as part of the fam and Uh, even happier that you're here on queen's court
3: (laughs) oh thank you queen i'm happy to be here i'm honored that you would have me on the court and uh if you like what I do, you're going to love my episode coming up on Monday, and I'll give you a little, little sneak preview of it. Oh, tell us. I go off on one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I, oh, I, I let loose on him. Basically, it's a rant, and I'm I'm talking as if I'm talking to Vince. I'm in his office, or he's sitting right in front of me, and. All the stuff that has been on Raw and SmackDown, all the frustrations that I've had with those two shows, ever since WrestleMania, I have tried to take the high road on it, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore because this past week, it was the shows before Money in the Bank, and they were lackluster. Normally, those shows, they're, they're the ones that get you pumped up for Sunday, they're the ones like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait for this pay per view. Man, did you see what they did on Monday and Tuesday? No, it wasn't there. It was very lackluster. Mm. It was very meh. And I just said to myself, I can't take anymore. I oh, can't Lord. get followed up. I can't. So yeah, I uh, I don't know if it ever if it'll ever reach Vince's eardrums. Probably not. But if it ever does. Yeah. Whatever. If he does something with it, great. If not, oh, well, you know, he can, you know, get a lawyer or something. I don't care.
2: Oh, Lord Jesus. Well, <laughs> listen, you know, I'm here for that. and I'm very excited to listen to it. And I know Mort will be extra thrilled with that episode.
3: <laughs> I don't say anything about Charlotte. Sorry.
2: Oh, well, that's all right. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> We're good I, that's there. This big, that's his big thing. I tease him about it. So anyway.
2: well you know what here's the thing there's a lot of things that are happening in WWE right now that has a lot Mm -hmm. of people including myself disenfranchised I've said this on here and I've said it on DYWTSB right now I'm having issues I'm having issues with their storytelling I'm having issues with the production of the product and the lack of utilization of the people in the back that should be pushed and I'm tired of the silliness and And listen, I I don't want to, you know, shit talk them the whole time. There are things that they're doing that I'm really looking forward to. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as I was sharing with Anthony and and JPQ, they were just doing their money in the bank predictions on YouTube. I was just sharing with them that I'm excited for money in the bank because I'm going. Right? Lucky. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I I am. (laughs) I know. But... I, I'm going. So for me, it's a little more exciting because I'll get to be there live. There are matches that I'm very mm. much looking forward to. Overall, I think it's going to be a very decent pay-per-view. I just mm-hmm. don't think the the shows, the go-home shows did it justice,
3: right? No, they, no, it did not. I mean, right. yes, we, uh, I would say the high spot, again, I know this is supposed to be an AEW That's show okay. we're doing. But, There's a lead-in here. There's a lead-in. Yeah, yeah well, it's a lead-in, but I'm just glad that Nikki cross got TV time. And now that she's actually getting an opportunity to showcase what she can do in a money in the bank ladder match, because, you know, people have been saying this. I've heard you say it. I've heard myself say, it. I've heard a bunch of people say it that I listen to. Where's Nikki cross, you know, right. ever, ever since they broke up sanity, which again, stupid move, but Hey, I, I'm not in the meetings, but you know, Nikki cross has been one of those wild cards one of those unpredictable performers that people want to see. And now she's getting that opportunity. And what if she won? That's the big right. question. What if she won the match with her unpredictability? I mean, she could cash in at a Raw, cash in on a house show, cash in just whenever. I mean, it that that's the appeal of it. And, you know, that changed the whole game right there. That changed the whole complexity of the match. Sure so did. I, I'm excited when I heard that she was in the match, when she replaced Alexa, I was like, Oh my God. For the first time, I'm actually excited to see this pay-per-view. Yeah. I, I was going to watch it, but now I'm anticipating it. And there's sure. a big, big difference than just wanting to, okay, I'll watch a pay-per-view then. Oh, I'm going to watch this pay-per-view. Oh, going to cool. be.
1: Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous.
2: Absolutely. And she's got that draw. You know, she's, she's one of my favorite female wrestlers in the WWE right now. And I'm very pleased to see her on my screen. I'm v- even more pleased that she's going to be in this match. So I'm going to get to see her wrestle live. Like that's a big deal. And is I don't it- know that it changed my prediction, but mm-hmm. by the time this is out, it'll be over. So we'll already know, but yeah, I know it's exciting.
3: Exactly. That that's, in it, right? that's the thing. That's the thing that they were missing. Mm-hmm. ever since wrestlemania that's what's been the missing is the excitement is the you know oh my god i can't believe what they're doing or holy crap do you see what they're doing do you see yeah. who they're pushing do you see who who they're featuring no it's been very yeah yeah
2: but this whole situation i think is is shining a light and rightfully so finally on other promotions. And people who just watch WWE but have a little bit of a more open mind are starting to look outward. Mm-hmm. And going, hmm, what else can I watch? Right? This is this is bothering me. I'll come back in a little bit. Let me see what's happening elsewhere. I'm seeing that a lot on Twitter and I'm very surprised. And I'm pleasantly surprised, right? Because I, I, I'm always a big proponent of just watch something else and see. Give it a yeah. shot. You may not like it, and that's cool. Not everybody has to like everything. I'm not here to shove anything down anybody's throat, right? We all like what we like. But there are other options here, and that is why I wanted to chat about AEW. Because we're leading up to Double or Nothing, because this is finally here after okay, all yeah. of the hype, after mm. all of the rumors, and after all of the speculation, right, we finally get the announcement January 1st. It's finally going to be Double or Nothing May 25th. Here mm-hmm. we are. And I want to talk about a couple of things with AEW. So let's start with the impact they have had Without having a single show until, you know, from the time they announced it, right?
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. technically, right, All In was the tester.
3: That was the tester, yeah. That was
2: the test run. So I'm not going to count that as part of the whole experience. I'm going to count it as the preview.
3: Yeah. So that, now that, that we was... have
2: the announcement, right, we know, yeah. and here we are, let's talk about their impact.
3: What are your well, thoughts? Well, the thing is, you know like you said all in was the tester that was mm-hmm. okay can we actually put on a show and put on a successful show mm-hmm. and you know everyone saw all in it was a success in my opinion and a lot of other p- people's opinions so they go forward and they get with the con family con family backs them up because they're gonna need the money you know Don't yeah they, have- they, put, they, they put in their own money on all in but now they're their dreams and their ambitions are bigger and they're going to need investments so they get with Tony Khan and company and this is not just a, a something that's been done by just a, a random bunch of indie performers that just certain people know about no these are established stars Sure. Everyone knows who everyone knows who Cody is. Everyone knows who the Bucks are. Everyone knows who Kenny Omega is. Everyone knows who Hangman Page is. So it's they're coming in with you know, here's this here's this established rank and file of performers that have hmm. made their name in other promotions, that have won championships in other promotions. So they bring legitimacy yeah and they're they're starting making waves they're starting to do that. So the impact is okay, maybe these guys are on to something. Maybe these guys are actually going to give what a lot of wrestling fans would want to say not a sports entertainment show. Mm-hmm. And that just that's just a pure wrestling show like we had you know i go back to maybe wcw sure. back in the early or the or even further that the the nwa world championship wrestling shows that used to air on tbs those were just straight up wrestling shows and the stories kind of wrote themselves you didn't have to have a lot of theatrics so i don't know what exactly what their style is going to be but their impact on not only a fan base that has kind of been wanting something a little different and mm-hmm. something a little unique other than just the same old same old Sure. it's going to do a couple of things one it's going to make the big company stand up and take notice and like okay they're making noise they're really starting to get traction here we got to change our outlook because everyone knows about the ratings decline that's you know everyone knows okay what happens if they make the impact they get the support from the fans and more and more fans start going to them well Mm. that's going to that's going to affect vince's bottom line and that's when he's going to say oh crap." Well, now i got to change tactics. Now i got to go back to the drawing board. Now I've got to do something different with my product to make it better. And we're going to get a better product from WWE. From everybody, actually. Because AEW is not just going to be competing with WWE. They're going to be competing with Ring of Honor. They're going to be competing with New Japan. They're going to be competing with MLW and pretty much every promotion out there that has a, a TV deal. So Mm -hmm. the so they're going to make everybody going, oh, crap, man. Again, this is just what I believe (sighs) they have brought in straight up just stamps of legitimate approval. You know, again, everyone was established. But then at the end of that first pep rally, Jericho walks out. (gasps) It's Jericho. You know these, this is a man who many people think is the greatest of all time, and rightly, rightly so, he's got the credentials for it. But then they go and get Omega, pretty much at the time, the biggest star in the world. They get
1: absolutely. him,
3: absolutely. They 100%. get him. Then the final one, they get Jim Ross. This man, uh, this man was the, the man who commentated my wrestling. I grew up during the attitude era and he was the voice. He mm-hmm. still is. He's a great, he's the greatest commentator in the history of pro wrestling as far as I'm concerned. And they got him. So that immediately brought more fans over more fans that were a part of the attitude era, a part of the ruthless aggression era that brought them over just, just because I get to hear Jim Ross commentate wrestling again. Sure. That's it. That's it. So that, yeah. they, they, the impact has been felt, and I think it's still being felt, whether other promotions want to admit it or not.
2: It's, it's unbelievable to me what's happening here with this promotion, with this roster, right? And I would say, for a lot of casual fans, there's a lot of names here that they're not going to know. There's mm. a ton of them. The majority of this roster, casual fans are not going to know. Right. No, no. The Kenny no. Omega documentary is the best wrestler in the world that you've never heard of. <laughs> so <laughs> that you've never heard of him. Why? Because no. you only watch one thing, right? Yeah. What happens here is that people who are casual WWE fans, they know Chris Jericho's name, they know mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, and they're gonna know Neville, who now, of course, is Pac. So these are three people that they're gonna go. Wait, what? What are they doing? That's weird. Okay. And everyone knew when Cody left. Mm
1: -hmm. And a lot
2: of people tuned in to watch where he was going to go because they were Cody fans, right? So you had that base that left and watched, right? Yeah. Chris Jericho is one of my personal Mount Rushmore's. Shout out to Mags. One of my personal Mount Rushmore's. He is the greatest of all time. He's the best in the world at what he does. And if you don't believe that, I don't know what to tell you go watch some matches from the beginning till now. He's just unbelievable. He's unbelievable. And he's one of the hottest people on the mic. He's so versatile. He's got this huge career. The fact that he's still wrestling now, the longevity of it, and he Mm -hmm. reinvents himself every time he steps into the ring after being away for a little bit. It's unbelievable. The roster that they have is crazy. The partnership they now have with uh, Oriental Wrestling, right? That's a huge deal. The yeah, part I mean, they're going to have with Triple A. The fact oh, that they have the Lucha Bros on here is unbelievable to me. I love Phoenix and Pentagon. I love them. And the fact <laughs> that they are on this promotion and going to be feuding with the Bucks, I, I just it warms my soul. You have uh, Darby uh, Allin, mm-hmm. huge on the indie scene. Jimmy Havoc, one of my favorite wrestlers. He's so cool. And you have all these new people, too, that people haven't heard of. Jungle mm. Boy. You know, Kip Sieben, MJF, who's making a huge name for himself on being Neely. There's a lot yep. of things happening here, right?
3: Yep. Yeah, it's it's a lot happening. And they're able to introduce these new names, like you said. Because not everybody, like you said, is not going to know who MJF is. They're right. not going to know who uh, Sonny Kiss is. They're not going right. to know who maybe even the Lucha Brothers you know, they might not know them. That's true. They, they might not know them, but here's a way. This is network cable TV that they're sure going to be is. on and they're going to be featured. Now yeah. you were talking about the partnerships. The partnerships is vital because again, you're talking about the big company, it's just them. They put that's that's them, they put on their own product, they don't use anybody else. You know, NXT does stuff with Evolve every now and then. Yep, in progress. And progress, uh, mm-hmm. but mostly, mostly it's their own stuff. But with AEW, they've also they've got their partnerships already in place, and I would I would go ahead and assume that they would have more partnerships down the road because MLW, the the Lucha Brothers were their tag team champions for a very long time, and they still wrestled there. They they wrestled there just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so they wrestled on the Impact too. Yeah, they wrestle on impact too. So who's to say that AEW won't reach out to impact management or MLW management or ring of honor management and say, hey, you want to do a show with us? Or hey, you want to interchange talent? This this is just getting more eyes on your talent, therefore getting more eyes on your product. It's going to make things easier where they can transition into booking and making matches and writing. And if they want to do it, you know, a certain storyline with somebody, it's going to be easier because they have that experience already underneath their belt.
2: Right. And I think the the cool thing about all of this is that they, they built a, a solid team around them. They have a very uh, large set of knowledgeable people in the business from different angles, uh, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate the way that they're building their team. Uh, I think is very smart and I, I'm hoping that this TNT show on Tuesdays, which is, I guess it's called Tuesdays Dynamite, Tuesday Dynamite. So that that's going to be mate. interesting. Uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite, I mean. And um, it's going to be cool. I'm I'm curious to see how long it's going to be. I'm hoping it's around an hour. I'm hoping that they're going to do it similarly to how NXT builds their things, where they're not going to see everybody every week and we get fresh Matchups and fresh feuds while still building at the same time. You know, we have a lot of New Japan people, a lot of people that have worked in Japan, a lot of partnerships that are coming from there. So I feel like mm. that knowledge base is going to be extremely helpful because that's something that New Japan does very, very well. They have the ability well. to yes. create those. Uh, arcs and storylines and then have the ability to put them on the back burner for a little bit but then reignite them when they like to and that's something that's missing uh, in the wider realm of promotions that I think they have a great handle on Um, but also it's what they're going to do with this women's roster it's not large right now but it's building and the people that they have on here I think are very very interesting and I'm super uh, looking forward to watching how they're going to be built, you know, Bee Priestley right now. She's number one girl in stardom. She just won the red belt.
3: Um, mm-hmm. She's a bit awesome.
2: she, She's so cool. And um, you know, Britt Baker and Allie whom I love a lot from impact Kylie Ray is super interesting. Nyla Rose has my attention. So I'm really curious as to how they're going to build this program. And I'm, Thinking, too, about this TNT deal, you know, I've seen a lot of talk about how, obviously it's awesome, but I've seen a lot of talk about how people were wishing they didn't release the TV
1: news before the show. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort find your local dealer at bryant.com bryant whatever it takes home is where you should feel the safest but the air there can be more dangerous up to five times more polluted than outside air let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our bryant indoor air quality solutions we can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.
2: But that's not how corporate works. And <laughs> they have their events no. and they have things that are gonna be announced, right? So no. and, and I don't think it's too soon to announce that, personally. No. I think it's fine. And because it happens right before Double or Nothing, it's even better, right? It gets the presses going. It gets the attention put on these wrestlers. You know, and and the other thing that I was thinking about is turning on my television to TNT Mm -hmm. and just watching a random show, right? And then all of a sudden you see a commercial and there's Kenny Omega's face. There's the Young Bucks. There's Kylie Ray there's Britt Baker. Can you imagine that being on cable television? That blows my mind away.
3: These stars that primarily you see on YouTube or if you have or if you had New Japan access mm-hmm. that you see their matches, you know, if you get access TV or something like that. But yeah, to see these stars on a network that is no stranger to producing a wrestling show. They did it. So that was a smart move on their part. Sure. And partnering with TNT. So they've got the experience of, uh, hey, you know, we, you know, that old money nitro thing. Yeah. We, we did that. That's right. What I don't want them to fall into is the traps that WCW did. And, you know, again, 83 straight weeks, yeah. Bischoff beat McMahon. Okay, kudos to him. But why did he stop? Same thing if AEW. If AEW gets ahead of the ratings, why would you stop? Why would mm-hmm. you why would you, you know, get the get the foot off the pedal? Keep on going. Because again, that's gonna make them build a better product on their end. And who's gonna win out of that? Us. Us. And for them to have it on Tuesday, I was so glad.
2: Yeah, that me it was too.
3: Going on Tuesday, I did not want another Monday Night War. It had its time, it had its place. It it was great, it was, but it doesn't need to happen again.
1: Because no, it doesn't.
3: No, it doesn't. Because SmackDown is moving to Fridays. They're going to have their time slot on Friday. Whether somebody will be home watching it, I don't know. But <laughs> not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. <laughs> Okay, yeah. That's that's a podcast for another time. We could do a it whole is. That's a whole other
2: conversation, right? But Jeez, your uh. point your point is well taken, right? This is a big deal that they're going to be on Tuesdays. This is going to yes. fill that Smackdown spot. Y'all, I can't tell you how big of a deal this is going to be. I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, okay, we'll see what happens. I'm telling you right now if this is what they're going to give us, even without a show, it, forget double or nothing. That almost means nothing to me because what's going to happen next is going to be insane. They're going to release belts. They're going to explain the structure of how things are going to work. They're going to take us and build us towards this television show. They have double or nothing, they have um, Fight for the Fallen. There's things that are coming here, and I'm telling you right now don't sleep on it, get on board. It's going to blow your mind. And what's even better, and what I was talking about today, is this company, these people, have created competition. Not just for WWE. Because I don't think they're, I mean, they're directly competing with WWE, but in a sense they're not. They're Mm -hmm. doing their own thing. It's totally different. And what we see on the TV show, then we can anal- you know, give our analysis on that, right? But right now, it's totally different. Yeah. And their connection with their fan base is totally different, right? But right. this breeds competition, not just for WWE, but for all major promotions, big to small and back again. And what does that mean? That means promotions win. That means talent wins. And more importantly, because the whole point of this is to entertain people in some way, shape or form, the fans win.
3: You're going to look back and like, oh, my God, I was a part of that. Yes. And, and and you were talking about the connection to the fans. I have not seen this much of a connection to a fan base. Yep. And again, we got to remember, they haven't even put on their first show yet. Not their even. first show. Yeah, their first show is going to be later on this week as you know as of when this recording goes on the air but you know i have not seen anything like this since the ecw days that being said is that can it be good or bad well it can be good yes because you have a devoted fan base sure. you know you have your you have your core devoted fans mm-hmm. but it also can be bad because those core devoted fans well that's all they're going to be preaching is your promotion and if right. somebody wants, if somebody wants to say, "Well, no, I want, I also want to check out these promotions over there." Well, then you get to where we have on wrestling Twitter. I'm sure you see it on a daily mm. basis. I, I do the toxicity that breeds between fans of different yep. of different promotions, and you know it doesn't need to be that way. So you. So, you watch AEW and AEW only. Okay, that's cool. Fine. Good for you. That's great. Sweet. Sweet. I don't have a problem with that. No
2: one, no one, see, that's the thing. People are too quick to get on the, you know, soapbox defense. You know, mm-hmm. WWE is it, and that's all I watch, and everything else is trash, and you're a mark, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. Dude, you like what you like, and I like what I like. Why that's is this what? such a problem? I don't give a shit what you watch. Enjoy your life. Exactly. Just don't hurt anybody. (laughs) Just go enjoy your life.
3: (laughs) I I, I don't care either. If somebody wants to watch just WWE, okay, fine. Great. Good for you. That's how you get your wrestling fix. Okay. I prefer variety. I like to watch the other promotions. I like to see what the other promotions are doing. I like to enjoy their style of a promotion. And if that makes me a pro wrestling mark, I take that as a compliment. Amen. Tell him you're you know you're devoted to something that gives you enjoyment. It gives you that release from the everyday mundane. And pro wrestling is it for a ton of people worldwide. So if that makes me a mark, well, I guess I'm a mark. I don't care. We're we're going we're coming into a time where every week Monday we're gonna have Raw. Tuesday we're gonna have AEW. Wednesdays, we're gonna have MLW, Thursdays and NXT, <laughs> uh, and, NXT and NXT UK. That's and, right. And, and then Tuesdays, you're still gonna have 205 Live as okay. well. So, and then Thursdays, I think that's when Ring of Honor does their show. Fridays, you're gonna have SmackDown and then and Impact. Got, and Impact. Then you've got the weekend. Hell, someone's doing shows. So you're gonna be we're all gonna be saturated with wrestling. Not in a bad way, more wrestling, more good for us.
2: Right. And that's the most important part here is that they're setting out to create this amazing company, this amazing promotion for us fans. And they want to give us what we want fans first. And I love that mantra and I hope that they stick with it. So this is exciting. I cannot wait for Double or Nothing. I am so pumped for this TNT deal. I cannot wait for AEW to really start kicking off because now I feel like we're going to get moving. We've had four months of build and reveals and surprises, and now it's time to really start pushing this train forward. And I am so very, very happy that this is where we're going, and I'm Mm -hmm. wishing them all the success because I just feel like they're going to give us fans what we all are looking for and it might not be for everybody and that's okay but i think it's going to be for a lot of us we're hyped up we're ready to go and i'm so happy that we had the chance to have this conversation together about this amazing new venture thank you so very much for coming on to hold court with the queen and have this amazing conversation about aew and now is the time to put yourself over. So please tell the Queen's Courtiers where they can find you.
3: They can find me at IllustriousG40 on Twitter. I love interacting with y'all. Please hit me up. They can find regular guy wrestle talk with MG on a whole plethora of podcast platforms Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, just a whole a whole litany, and of course, of course, as of this recording, you can find me on the DYWTSB Podbean feed with Mort Queen and Pops. I'm the family now, yay! So, <laughs> so you can find me on there. Listen, let me know what you think of the show, people, because I'm doing my best. But if you want me to talk about a certain topic, certain wrestler. Or if you want me to answer questions, again, it's a totally interactive thing. I want people to get in touch with me so I can talk about things they want to hear about. So, yeah, hit me up, people. (laughs) Awesome. Well,
2: again, Matt, thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful AEW week on Brain Buster Radio. And I know we'll be talking soon.
1: Hey there. It's Josh here from Wrestling Reverb. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on Brainbuster Radio,
2: which is also the home of Wrestling Reverb, which you can catch every Friday. All right, everyone. We're back from that small commercial break here, and I have with me, it's the Queen and Pup Connection, the can't-miss-speculist, my pal JPQ. How are you? I am doing well,
0: Queen. Thank you for finally having me on the show, uh, coming out of the gates, you know, hitting hard. Uh, I'm excited with what you're doing. I'm excited to be here. It's an exciting week.
2: It is an exciting week, and it is my honor and privilege to have you on Queen's Court. I'm so happy to have you here. And we are discussing, okay, we're going to break down for the listeners this double or nothing card, this excitement about AEW finally having a show, right? We're celebrating on Brainbuster Radio with this AEW week. And it's about to go down. We're finally here.
0: It's been a wait. We we waited a while. I'll tell you. I was. I I kind of wish they would stay a t shirt company, to be honest with you. That, <laughs> oh yeah. That narrative on Twitter has been one of my favorite things. Watching people legitimately get angry because they're just a t shirt company. I'd like to see I'd like us all to check in. You know, on that on Saturday, uh, when this show starts at 8 p.m. and nothing happens. That would just be the greatest thing ever to
2: me. Could you imagine everyone's there and the big screens light up and it's just new merch and a whole bunch of new t-shirts yeah, come it
0: out? Bad. Lines out the doors and then at the end, bam, Vince McMahon with everybody with a signed WWE contract.
2: Oh my oh, God. Be the greatest. That would be a swerve. That's for sure. <laughs> Before we get into this card, I'm going to ask right off the bat for this double or nothing, what matches jump out to you that make you go, hmm, I'm really interested in seeing what's going to happen?
0: Well, I'm really excited in the women's matches, which I know is a bit of a surprise. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But more importantly, what I what I like so much about All Elite Wrestling and what they're trying to do is they're, they're pushing this mission statement of we're going to bring you the best wrestling in the world. We're going to show you different types of wrestling. We're going to expand your minds on what you might understand wrestling to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... That that can't be or that 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 can be exemplified any more than Aja Kong, uh, Sakazaki, Sakura versus Shida, Ryu or uh, Riho and uh, uh, Mizunami. That right there, you're talking about the landscape or landscape of Joshi wrestling outside of stardom. Actually, Watch stardom in one match. Like that's crazy to me that they got these six stars and we'll break it down later, but mm-hmm. you got these six stars together. Like these are legends in the business uh that nobody knows about who's a casual fan. Certainly, uh, you know, I, I if I if I wasn't as into Joshi as I am, I don't I wouldn't I would maybe know one of them maybe, but I, that's for me that's one where that's really going to stand out to the people watching and we're we're in for a treat with that one.
2: I think you're totally right. And I'm guilty of that. The only one I really knew was Aja Kong. And, you know, as I've started to watch Stardom and as I've broadened my horizons, thanks to you and Wolf, um, I've started to become familiar with these women. But before that, nothing, nothing at all. Um, so this is going to be great exposure. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We're starting off with a pre-show called Buy-In, in which we have the Casino Battle Royale. And Kip Sabin versus Sammy Guevara. Is that how you say it? Well, yeah, Guevara. Yeah, Guevara. Okay, yeah. So these two. So the Casino Battle Royale is 21 men. So they haven't announced everybody yet. So I'm assuming we're going to get a few surprises here. And I don't know that we can necessarily predict who might win without knowing everybody, right? But we can certainly pick out a few I'd say stars. So a few little something something that may catch your attention, right? Because we have Sunny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, uh, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Sunny Days, MJF, Joey Janella, Dustin Thomas, um, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, <laughs> Jungle Boy. Um, I think Billy Gunn is in this too. Mm-hmm. And then to be announced, right? So what do we think about starting off by In? pre-show with a twenty one man casino battle royale.
0: <laughs> I'm not a big I'm not a big battle royal uh, battle royale person. Uh mm-hmm. I, I to go away get everybody on the card. I, what I like about this so much, uh, because battle royals can be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. New Japan Ring of Honor did a nice one. Uh Royal Rumble is always a treat every year. Uh, what I like about this is there's so many different this is gonna be like an overarching theme on my side the entire show, but there, there is so much different types of wrestling that that could be done. The spots, the potential for certain spots within a battle royal, I, I think is going to add a nice little twist to this one. It's definitely going to be worth checking out for sure. Uh, I'm interested to see how Sonny Kiss plays with Brian Pillman Jr. Mm. I, 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 yeah, on uh, uh, Dustin Thomas, uh, Joey Janella, MJF. What are they going to do with them? uh glacier being in it uh ac baby i mean come on i mean anytime that he's in anything i'll watch it so it's interesting and then they they're promoting it with the lucky 21 spot as well adding a little bit of mystery a little mysteriousness to this to this battle royal i'm excited to see how it plays out i'm excited for it
2: i am too and what makes it i think even more interesting is because this is going to be for a future title shot at the up and you know forthcoming AEW World Championship. So that's a kind of big deal. We're going to start off here, and whomever wins this is going to be in the title contention scene. Yeah. So that makes it very interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means
0: something. And anytime any match can mean something, yeah, it, that means that we need to pay attention to it as fans.
2: Yeah. Do you think we're going to get any surprise entrance that may come from oh i don't know somewhere else (laughs) that may just be free
0: we may we may i i think we're probably going to have to take a wait and see approach Mm -hmm. on that as we move through the show
1: i think so uh,
0: but yeah i would i would imagine not only that i think we would we're going to see people that we don't even know like half my expectation going into the casino battle royale is to be googling these wrestlers as they come out Yes. And I think that's just again another wrinkle through this whole process that that intrigues the hell out of me.
2: For sure. It's gonna be a lot of discovery. And that is gonna be really cool about this match. So moving on to uh, Kip Sabin and Sammy Guevara. This is a singles match on the pre-show. Now I only really knew Kip Sabin before, brief like brief, not not a lot. Um, and Sammy, I've only known from being the elite. So I'm kind of interested to hear if you have any insight on these two for this match.
0: Well, I think this is a good way to sell the pay-per-view. Uh, mm. I, I, smart that they put in the buy-in. It's no really different than... It, it, it's probably... It's going to be better, but it's no different than 205 Live match on mm-hmm. a pre-show for WWE. Um, they're going to go out there. You're going to see a lot of... It's, it's going to be a spot-filled match. Sammy uh, does the best in my opinion, outside of Sonata, there's the best moonsault in all of wrestling right now. That, okay. Him and, yeah, it, it's EO, it's Sonata, then it's Guevara. So, or Guevara. so I, I think that this is going to be super spot-filled. This is going to bring high energy. Everybody's going to be packed in for it because you know they're going to be. Uh, and, and for those last-minute buyers who don't know, those casual fans who who want to get into the hype that... I think that this, they're going to go out there and they're going to market AEW for being something different. And and that these two are a great, in a great position to do so.
2: Yeah, it seems to me like this is going to be how I feel about like the 205 live matches, the cruise rate matches on WWE pay-per-views. They're always solid and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm not familiar with them. So same thing for me. I'm not really too familiar with these two, but I'm really excited about it. I liked Sammy's. Uh, presence at the press conference and his whole vibe. I think he's going to be really cool to watch. So I'm really excited that he can do those moonsaults. So I'm interested in seeing that for oh, yeah. sure.
0: You're going to learn to hate him. That's for sure.
2: Yes. Well, I need someone new to hate because I need to move on from my formal rivalries and leave them in the dust and move on to someone new.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Poor Elias has gotten shit on enough by me, I think. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So now we have the match that you referred to at the top of the card with these six really cool women. So I want you to, to start us off with this one and start breaking this down for me. Give me a little background. Give me your, your speculistness. I need it for this sure. one.
0: Totally, and and for those of you listening out there in the podcast world, know that Queen and I we share Wednesdays on Brainbuster Radio. Mm-hmm, it it mm-hmm. is the Queen and Pup Connection hashtag Queen and Pup Connection uh, on NPA this week, today of of when you're listening to this. Uh, know that I will be going into a breakdown of these women a little bit further, but can't uh, wait for the sake of brevity. <laughs> so yes, we please. Can get <laughs> Uh, one if 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 you know if you don't know Aja Kong you should if you watched back in the 90s you saw her in WWF uh, she she's the one at Survivor Series in 95 that came out and pinned all four uh, competitors on the other side including the WWF champion women's champion at the time Alundra Blaze uh, she was lined up for a Royal Rumble shop in, shot in 96 until Medusa well then at the time Alundra Blaze became Medusa and then dropped the the title in the in the trash. She's been a bit of a floater since. You know, we've seen her in Shikara, We've seen her stateside a couple different times. But she's been making her name over in Japan. And and she is an absolute legend. Uh, Super powerful. Indestructible force. Uh, You watch Aja Kong. You're just impressed with with her durability overall and and her size. Her size is what matters. Size matters in this instance. And it's one of those things where, where she'll blow you away with the things that she can do. That takes us to Emmy Sakura. She started Ice Ribbon, right? And, and so what's important about uh, her with regards to that is the fact that in Joshi Wrestling now, stardom, in my opinion, is the best start to finish. Uh, from the beginning of the shows with their undercard through their main events, they put on the most consistent show um, in... In in all of Japan and all women's wrestling, in, in my opinion, uh, if you're just looking for main events, I don't think anybody does it better than Ice Ribbon. I think they make it mean something. It's very high quality matches. Uh, you can catch them on on Pivot Share a lot. Um, you, their their matches are accessible for people to watch for free. Uh, usually not live, but usually on replay. Uh, she started that promotion. I want to say. Mid two thousands, two thousand six or so. She's then gone on to start uh, Gato uh, Move Pro Wrestling in, I want to say Thailand. It was in Thailand, and and she she is a cornerstone of Joshi wrestling. She's an absolute legend. You're gonna hear me say that a lot through this little this little piece here. Um, Ice Ribbon's still going strong today, but it it wouldn't be anywhere where it is now without uh, Emmy Sakura. And, and what she did for this promotion back in um, back in the mid 2000s, uh, and then that takes us to the big signing, uh, Yuka Sakazaki. It, she she's the best going right now, right? She she is the absolute best in Joshi wrestling right now. It's a huge win for AEW to be able to snag her. Um, she is known as the uh, Magical Girl, and her Magical Girl Splash is is most impressive. And she does a lot of different things. She can be a bit of a high flyer from time to time. She's got good in ring work. She's a tactician as well. Uh, she's a five tool player. Like we take it to baseball, she she can do it all. She can she can hit the home runs. She can hit for power. She can steal the bases. You know she she's got every tool that you need to be a successful wrestler. She's good on the mic. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they use her in that regard, coming over the way she is. Uh, but Yuka is a standout. And, and, and if you don't know her yet, you will by the end of this show. Take it to the other side. We have uh, uh, Shida Hikaru. Uh, Shida, uh, again, another one of those, you know, she, she's worked kind of for everybody. She's worked for Wave, Pro Wrestling Wave out in Japan. She's worked for Oz Academy. Uh, she's worked, she, she's a former ice uh, ice world champion or an ice back at the time it was ice times 60 uh champion, now it's ice times infinity champion, uh, which is their top tier belt, it is their world championship. Uh, she's the she's an ice ribbon uh tag team champion. Um, she's worked there, she's worked in Sendai Girls with um Miko. So, uh, another one she's bounced around, she's still rather on the young side. She is one of the uh, the wrestlers, she's about 30 now. Um, If you if you watch Joshi wrestling, you've seen uh, Shida wrestle before. Uh, Very strong, uh, great in the ring. She's got a judo background. Uh, She can throw people around. Uh, Her facial expressions are so good. Uh, She's strong on the mic. There's nothing that that she doesn't do. She doesn't do it as well as Yuka, but overall, she's not as. I'll tell you that I like Yuka more but she she is number two. It's like one and one A, right? You're talking cream of the crop coming out of uh, Joshi Wrestling, coming out of Japan. Uh, take it to uh, Riho. Riho, you know, is an absolute, um, you know, it, she's not a rookie by any stretch because they start so young in, in Japan, but she's only 21 years old. She's the first Triple Crown winner in, uh, in Ice Ribbon. She's a tag team champion. She is a uh, Ice Time 60 champion. She's a Triangle Ribbon champion. Uh, she's done it all. She's worked over in, in DDT. Um, she's won the IWA Triple Crown Championship as well. Uh, very accomplished. Now she moved on to be with Emi Sakura over in Thailand in uh in, in Gato Move Pro Wrestling. So you got a little mentor versus uh, mentoree, you know, on opposite sides here. And there's a nice little wrinkle there for those for those of us that know it. Um but what you're gonna be able to see is you're gonna see Kind of the training between the two of them, uh, and and can the student take on the teacher and and the senpai narrative and all that type of stuff uh, move through with them. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. Uh, it's nice to have that, right? Like we don't get that a lot, where you're bringing over six women. I know we're five through, but you're bringing over six women that uh, are wrestling in the states, most of them for the first time on this type of stage, and. You know, to have somebody there with you that that has kind of helped bring you up, that 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 works with chemistry. That's going to work a lot. They're going to they're going to feed off each other's energy pretty well, and I, I expect to see some clean, clean uh, wrestling out of Riho with that. Although she's so young and on such a big stage, uh, so I'm excited to see what she can do. And then that leaves us with, uh, you know, uh, Ryu Mizunami. Um, she's a wave wrestler. She's the current. Um, what is it? She is the current, um, I mean, I never say this right. I want to say this right this time. I actually, I, I want to make sure I say this right. It's the <laughs> Regina D wave, Regina D wave. I always say this wrong. It's the, she's, uh, this is her third run. this is her second run with the Regina D wave championship. She's also worked in ice ribbon. Uh, she's, she's worked for wave. She works for NEO and JWP with these six. It, she's, she's an absolute superstar. She's, she's another one of those, Uh, quote-unquote older wrestlers at 31 for japan she's kind of working her way out and letting the the new crop of wrestlers kind of come in and so again she trains all the wrestlers that that work underneath of her she works very closely with them to make sure they put on competitive safe matches uh she she's been a trainer for maybe the last mm, six years or so in uh i believe it i believe it to be Wave. um between these six you have DDT represented, Ice Ribbon uh, represented, you have uh, Wrestle 1 represented, you have uh, just i mean, all of them. Like, you
1: know, Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.
0: The Oz Academy, Sendai Girls, uh, Gato, like there's everything outside of stardom, funny enough, right, <laughs> that, that you would want if you looked into Joshi Pro Wrestling um, in, in Japan, you have with these six women, uh, four of which are super accomplished. You know, it, their their names carry weight over in Japan, and then two that are absolute bona fide superstars uh, coming over to join this roster. So I'm excited for this match. I think this is one of those ones where you can learn a lot about Joshi wrestling. Like, at my expectation for the end of this match, no matter how it goes, uh, is that that you walk away wanting to you know, check out these promotions in Japan for what they are because it's some of the best wrestling going right now.
2: I mean, I am so looking forward to this. Just to see them on the stage, to get familiarized with them more, uh, to kind of dive into this, something brand new. Uh, and I know it's not just me. It's going to be brand new for a lot of people. And I'm really looking forward to this one. Do you have... Um, any thoughts of, like, do you think they'll stay working with AEW? Or is this, like, a one-off? Or?
0: Well, we know Aja Aja Kong uh, signed, Yuka mm-hmm. signed, and Shida signed. Right. So those three are confirmed. And right there, that's enough. Right. That's a, that's a lot,
2: team. huh? That's, that's good.
0: That is a lot. You got your legend, you have your, your best in the world, and then you have somebody for her to compete with. Uh, mm-hmm. I would imagine that we'd see Riho again. She's 21. She's got she's she's got some work to. She's still got some seasoning that she's got to put underneath her belt a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her sign in the first year or so. Uh, I'd really like to see Mizunami and, and Sakura more stateside. However, they both are locked up with mm-hmm. uh with being trainers and again Emmy's on her second promotion that she started. You know in this in yeah. Thailand, so I I doubt we're gonna see much of her uh, moving forward. But, uh, I mean, with Aja, Yuka, and, and Hikaru, you know, you're know, you really getting kind of the best of the lot right now.
2: Which is awesome. And that brings us to a tag team match with best friends, Chucky e. T and Trent Barretta versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Now, I know those are two Lucha Libres, AAA, and, of course, the best friends. Everybody loves the best friends. I do. At least. So tag team match. Very exciting. I love tag team wrestling. I know that AEW is going to give me lots of tag team wrestling. I'm here for that. I'm very interested to see Angelico and Jack Evans. I want to see how they're going to interact with the best friends and how this is going to go forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I'm not a huge Chucky T guy. Okay. Not, not a huge Beretta guy. Uh, those two together don't do much for me. Didn't really love them with the double or nothing press conference where they came out looking like Scott Hall's uh, sons you know, <laughs> at Jean Jacket uh, and, and Jean. You didn't like that, huh? <laughs> not a huge fan. Not a huge Uh-oh. fan of it. I know. Um, but well, here's right. what I do like: I like, I, I like, opposite of them, right? Okay. I'm I okay. a big. I was a big Lucha Underground guy uh, mm-hmm. up to probably the last year or so with all the nonsense with, with the contracts and keeping people out right. of work. But uh, you know, I've always been a fan uh, of uh, Angelico. I've always been a fan of, of Jack Evans. Uh, those two together really should put on a good show. I expect best friends to walk away from this uh, as the victors. Yeah, me too. Heels, uh, you know, there's, there's good spots out of the other two. But in this instance, I see what I like so much about Angelico is the fact that he's tall, but he's a high flyer. So you don't expect some of the things he's like an Osprey, but he's not as good as Osprey, you know, but because he's got the height and because he's got the jump, there's a lot of things that he can do. Jack Evans is yeah. your classic worker, super good l- luchador. Um, those two against best friends and kind of this power dynamic that they have, plus a little comedy wrestling, I'm sure that we're going to see, uh, which they all four of them can do. I, I, we're excited. I'm excited for that match I think it's going to be a good match um, But I think best friends work, or walk away with this And continue their momentum within AEW
2: Yeah, I think so too I don't think it's going to be the best tag match Of the night, <laughs> obviously yeah. But I will say That I think it's going to be very enjoyable I, I like the best friends I don't know why, I really couldn't tell you I just do They make me laugh every time I see their faces I don't know but I'm really interested in seeing that. Now, I knew Jack Evans. He did some stuff with Dragon Gate, and he did some stuff um, with Ring of Honor, and um, what's the other one? PWG. So, I'd seen a couple of things with him before, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him again. Um, and I really am excited for the tag division going forward. I, I think this is all good things. And hopefully, as time moves on, we continue to build this tag team division. Um Maybe even female someday. You never know.
0: They have the talent for it, for sure.
2: Right. So this leads us to a little bit of of controversy. Okay. As of right now, it's Saturday evening. When you hear this, it'll be Wednesday. So who the hell knows what's going to happen by the time this drops. However, there was a match this evening. Pac versus Hangman Page. We're supposed to be getting this at Double or Nothing, but Pac and Hangman Page fight. And Pac says this whole promo afterwards that he is not coming to Double or Nothing. And he is not coming to AEW. What are your thoughts on this, JPQ?
0: So when the report came across, uh, and by the way, shout out to Wrestle Thoughts for catching this. I mean, they blew oh, up. Oh,
2: yes, a... that's right. They blew up.
0: <laughs> they blew up. So shout out to our... Our brothers over on the BVR world of, of Wrestle Thoughts—they were at the the indie show in in, in the United Kingdom where uh, there was an open challenge for uh, the dragon. I believe it to be the Dragon Gate title, right? Um, yep. That that Pac holds, and sure enough, the bell is rung, and out walks none other than Hangman Page. I mean, go figure. And so they had that match. What a week before? Uh, a little under a week before. It was supposed to happen at AEW, and then the report comes out after the fact uh, through Dave Meltzer that he's not going to come to AEW. Reason being is that he takes that there's creative differences. Pac being someone that is a champion and takes takes that role seriously. Uh, he hasn't booked himself to lose since winning that title. He's he's gone the distance with both Zack Saber Jr. as well as Will Osprey, and and he t- apparently takes takes his his thing as champion super seriously uh because there's that sports element that there the wins and losses matter means uh for for AEW they're they're trying to push that narrative uh he I, there was some creative differences and maybe that meant that Adam Page was going to win for that reason i'm going to sit here and i'm going to say it's not a work every bone mm. in my body tells me it's a work right but because they came out and kind of pushed this it, melter who's tight with the Bucks, pushed this narrative. So again, that's what lends the, to the argument that it's a work. It makes me think that there has to be something. If they're going to get, if he's going to tease the fact that there was creative differences and, and, and it, one could assume that P- page might've gone over in this. Although the title may not have switched hands,
2: yeah, you could make the case
0: that that this is legitimate. At the same time, I also don't think a a, a journalist like Dave Meltzer, like him or not, you know, he does put himself in a position to want to be a respected journalist within the industry. Uh, personal feelings aside, Dave, mm-hmm. a, and so for him to be part of a work with the Bucks knowingly, I think kind of goes against uh, the the you know, responsibility of good journalism. So I don't know if he put himself in that position at this point. Uh, I would really hope he isn't like, I I don't need another wrinkle being on the journalistic side with regards to that. I know that's not the question you asked, Uh, but it is one of those things where I do sit there and I say, uh, with regards to this, it's a bit of a bummer. Like obviously we want that match. We want to see it. The trade off is we're getting a free match and we're getting a different match and and a card change a week away. Uh, I like uh, ambiguity in my card. I like cards subject to change. Uh, I like being surprised. And I think this sets up for something maybe even better than Pac versus Hangman Page uh, a week from now, which, again, I will tell you is me being super optimistic.
2: Okay, being optimistic. Yeah, so here's – I'm having a tough time with this myself. I'm kind of – wondering if this is real or not real. And I'm I'm with you. Every bone in my body is like, we're a week out literally today. Seriously. Okay. What are we doing here? We've had months to come up with this, to talk about it, to go through the channels that you needed to go through, to have those discussions and meetings about what we're gonna do, how this is gonna go, what we wanna plan, blah, blah, blah. So I have a hard time being like, oh yeah, then he really is mad he's not gonna do it. So there could be behind the scenes things we don't know. I mean, they could be arguing for the last five months. That's possible, right? I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I don't know how likely it is. But at the same time, why would they? I don't, well, yeah, why? With his legitimacy of being a champion and his want and need to make that championship legitimate again, like Ms. always says, I'm going to make the tag, uh, the IC title belt mean something, right? I made it relevant. I made it it. And I th- feel like Pac has that same thing, not in the same, you know, promo way. Obviously, they're two totally different people. But just the the way that he wanted things to turn out for his title run, maybe it is legit. Maybe we will get something else. Maybe we will have your hopes and dreams realized, JPQ. Maybe it'll happen.
0: Yeah, I, I hope it does, to be honest with you, for two, on two levels. One... I like a, a champion who takes himself seriously.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: that's the fun thing about the bastard Pac is the fact that he, it fits his character so well to be doing this. Number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, in, well, I guess just in this case, because we're working outline form, uh, a and B number air B on this would be, you know, like, yeah, take some damn pride in what you're doing in drag right. and, and fight back on if wins and losses matters and, and, the assumption is, is that he would lose. And that's why he kind of is walking away with well, then good on him. It, it fits what he's doing. Um, the second part of this is, I kind of like the adversity for AEW. Like, things don't go according to plan, ever in life. And yeah, we, we heard on Talk is Jericho how how he got set up with the Pentagon thing, and they were spray painting the paint on and you know, to make it look kind of close and the guy running out the Home Depot, his assistant running out the Home Depot and trying to find spray paint that matched because he had, to, he had to spray paint uh, a silver suit gold before he ran out there without it even being dry and all this type of stuff. Yeah, good. We're a week out from your inaugural uh, show and something that you publicized since the original press conference in Jacksonville mm-hmm. is now not going to happen okay, Cody, okay, Bucks, welcome to running a promotion. Yep. What do you got for us? And I think they'll deliver. I think they'll deliver on that. And if they do, then then my confidence is in them as uh, in booking as well as running a promotion only, only improves upon that, right? So this is a good challenge for them if it's all legitimate.
2: That's going to be very interesting to see how they handle it, how they react, and what comes in as the replacement i'm i'm really very interested to see who they choose for this because this is going to be a defining moment right as you mentioned it's Mm -hmm. not going to go according to plan shit's going to happen people are going to move things are going to change we see it all the time in wwe we just we're seeing it right now with money in the bank and alexa bliss nope taking her out okay now someone has to come in what are you going to do with this opportunity and it's the same for these these folks here. Just because you're a new company doesn't mean we're going to be all sunshine and roses. Something's going to happen. So now what will you do with this? And I really hope, I really hope it's going to be somebody very, very, very special. <laughs> I think so, too. You think so, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm leaning. But, you know, it's just speculation. When I see Dice spray-painted on a wall in a vignette... I'm just thinking it's possible. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Oh, you think it's oh, okay? Sure.
2: I'm just saying, okay. you know, when you drop me little hints and you think that I'm not gonna pay attention, I'm paying attention. So what does this mean? It Are you gonna be, come all that way just for a twenty-one casino battle royale? I don't think so.
0: I think that's. I think. I think. I think that's that might be the pivot, right? You're lucky twenty-one spot number twenty-one might be something that gets pivoted into being part of this card. Mm. Mm-hmm. Although you do have, for those of you that are out there that watch Being the Elite, something as easy as as pushing maybe like an MJF into that role with all the nonsense mm-hmm. back and forth between them is something that you could consider. Now, that's true. Avenues they could, and then they could bring in somebody totally different that's just an amazing heel in the indies right now uh, they, with a big oh, nose yeah. that... <laughs> That that you might find who is buddy buddies with Joey Janela, so you know he might get a call.
2: Oh my goodness! I wonder if that someone may have like spoken to you recently. That's so weird that you I, mentioned that. I
0: think if you go back about seven days, if you're listening to this on 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 Wednesdays, yeah, you might find it on no no particular angle.
2: Oh my god! Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> All right, well, let's leave that for now because that's just a lot of speculation. While we like to speculate, we need to move on to this next match, another tag team, very excited, SCU versus the Stronghearts. Now, this is Oriental Wrestling Entertainment's uh, beautiful little tag team faction, Seema, T-Hawk, and Lindaman. So I'm really pumped for this. I love SCU. They make me so happy and I like to watch them individually, but I love when they're all together. It just, there's just magic that happens when they perform. And I'm so excited to see SEMA. That's like really cool for me. And I know for a lot of people who are like, oh my God, this is so great. This is like the coolest partnership. We're going to see some awesome wrestling from this promotion that has not been seen by a wide audience. It's going to be wild to the stateside people that are there who've never seen something like this before. And this promotion and this partnership that they've formed, I think is going to be so special.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, anytime you get to see SEMA, for those of you that haven't seen SEMA, uh, one, watch Dragon Gate. He's not there anymore, yes. but watch Dragon Gate because it was amazing. He was a 12-time Open the Triangle Gate Championship, uh, Champion, that dude is a, a, a legend in wrestling in general. Like, it, it, he is so good at what he does. And the fact that he's bringing in two guys from a promotion that, I got to be honest with you, when I watched Dragon Gate, it was probably mid-2000s, uh, late-2000s, or, uh, or 2010s, um, early 2010s. So I didn't really get to follow him to Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. And I remember during the, the press conference in, in Jacksonville, I'm sitting in – I'm outside. I'm in Florida. I'm only like an hour and a half away. I, I, I was in Tampa. They were in Jacksonville. And I'd, I was at a conference, and I went outside of the conference, and I watched the press conference um, for AEW while paying attention – or while skipping my classes. Uh, at this, at this, at this, uh, green <laughs> expo that I was at. And when SEMA came out, I popped. But then after, after that, when he's talking about, OWE and he's talking about these guys, um, you know, coming over and things that we've never seen before. The young bucks are, are, are saying, cause SEMA didn't come out till Vegas. So I guess it was just the OWE partnership that they were talking about in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Not about it out loud. Um, and so I had to do some research. And it's very rare, Queen. You know me pretty well. It's very rare when I have to go do research on a promotion, let alone wrestlers, uh, or wrestlers, let alone a promotion. And I got to tell you, I was blown away with what these these performers are doing over in China. And so if you haven't dived into OWE or you're thinking about getting into AEW and you're wondering how different wrestling can be, I'm telling you right now you're going to see it in this match. And you're going to see it with a legend and SEMA being part of it, and then you're going to see it with—I mean, come on! I mean, SCU, uh, oh, yeah. just uh, incredible, incredible wrestlers have been doing it for. I remember watching Kazarian as a kid, you know, in back, you know, back, <laughs> back when my teens. Like yeah. these guys are just ridiculous. The the type of knowledge that these guys have. Uh, this is going to be a standout match. It's going to be a great tag team match if you're a fan of tag team wrestling. But then on top of all that, you're going to see some crazy things done. It's going to be amazing
2: absolutely I and I knew Seema was really the only one I knew and when he was com- talking about it I did the same thing you did and it is very rare listeners for JBQ to have to look up anything <laughs> so he's normally the guy I'm like what do you know about this he's like well let me just tell you this whole backstory he knows everything so
0: you got 20 minutes
2: <laughs> yeah seriously it's which is great because I learned so much from you and but watching the stuff that they have is I'm like in shock Wrestling is so cool with them. It's different. It's fresh. It's fun. I have such a good time watching their matches. And I cannot wait to see it on a huge stage with these, the, you know, this big audience that's going to be watching it. Because it's not just the people in the arena. It's not just the people at MGM Grand. It's going to be all of us that are buying the pay-per-view and watching it. And then we're going to be talking about it and analyzing it. And there's more to come. And I'm so excited. Because this is huge. Huge partnership. Now, on to the ladies once again. We have a beautiful three way triple threat, Dr. Britt Baker, one of my personal favorites, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray. Oh, I'm so excited. When Kylie Ray came out with her adorableness and her smile and her amazing promo, she got over with the crowd so easily easily like I was watching with Mr. Queen and even Mr. Queen was like oh who is that that's so cool she's so personable and likable and nice and fun to watch wrestle and I love Dr. Britt Baker I mean I get she's wonderful I cannot wait to see her in this match but Nyla Rose brand new huge heel presence I am so excited to see how these three are going to interact in a ring together this is the women's showcase. There's three of them. That's it, and it's just them. And what are we gonna see in this match? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's hard to tell. I, we mm. know we're gonna see a banger of a match. That's for sure. Yes. Um, I, I think what I think I like what I like so much about this match. Uh, one, I'm a big fan of of Smiley Kylie. Uh, big fan of Kylie Ray. She, watching as many independents as I do, um. Any any time I get to watch her, whether it's freelance, uh, the stuff that she does with A.A.W., you know, some of the um, some of the zero pro or Zalo pros and and things like that. Like she's just such a good she's just so good at what she does. And she you're right. She's very poppy. She's very springy uh, when she comes to the ring and then she gets in there. But she can work and she works Mm -hmm. really, really well. So when they when they were able to sign her, I was a big fan of that. Uh, I was I was fortunate enough to see Britt Baker live at the Sardom Show in New York. Uh, she's as advertised. She's very clean. Uh, her shots are stiff. Uh, she's a great. She's got a great heel dynamic to her. She's great on the mic. Um, not much that you can say about her from a critical side. She needs a little seasoning. But overall, you know, she's very solid, super solid in the ring. Uh, she had a great showing at All In. You know she can handle that moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see her. And then you have Nyla. And and you gotta be interested in Nyla for a couple different reasons. Um, first, first transgender, right? Yeah. Um, a woman in 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 American wrestling, um, ma- a major American wrestling promotion. Um, so so that's awesome to hear. You know, what huge I mean? the fact yep. that she's jumping right into the mix with both Kylie and Britt Baker is is crazy. But then on top of that, she's also native. She's also part Native American. Yep. Now you've got. Uh, that that angle that you can play as well, uh, just to bring a little bit more diversity and a little bit more uh, inclusion into uh, you know it, into wrestling. I, I just I, that that story blows me away. So the fact that she's in this triple threat, I like triple th- uh, triple threat singles when they're not for titles. Um, you know, it, you have three workers that can go in the ring. Uh, I've I've educated myself on what Nyla can do. Uh, she she is power. And, mm. and suit her well in a match like this, uh, especially matching up against Kylie a- and the Britt Baker uh, heel antics. Uh, I-, I would expect that Kylie's going to have a tough night. She's going to have a tough night with those two. Um, <laughs> super excited for this. Uh, th- there's not much more I can say. I don't think it's going to steal the show by any means. And I'm a mark for Joshi uh, Wrestling, so I'll probably still – that'll probably still be the standout for me. Mm-hmm. That'll probably be one of the ones where I sit there and I go, Queen, you see? You see what I was talking about? You see? Like Yeah. So- <laughs> On that, it might fall a little flat for me. But but overall, these are going to go out there. They're going to perform. It's going to be awesome.
2: Yeah, it's going to be really great. And I'm looking forward to those texts. <laughs> because I'm going to go, yep, uh-huh, I get it. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for this one, though. I, I'm pumped for these women. I'm really excited for this woman's roster. And I'm really looking forward to no particular angle. And listening to that, which dropped today, a Wednesday. And I can't wait to hear all of your thoughts on each of these lovely ladies. So now we're going to move into something that most people who watch wrestling are going to be familiar with. Two people who are very uh, famous in their own right for many different reasons. And that's Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. So when Cody was teasing that he was going to have somebody to wrestle him and it was going to be a big deal. And it was going to be, you know, someone that meant something. Um, I knew right away it was going to be Dustin. I just didn't know how they were going to get there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what are we going to do here? Cause Goldust is still chilling and he's over there. So is this contract going to expire? Like, how, what are we going to do here with that? And now that this is happening, we have, you know, Cody saying he's going to end the attitude era with his brother and his brothers, you know, Like, yeah, I'm 50, but look how great shape I'm in. And I'm here to school my younger brother. You have this dynamic between the two, their lineage. There's a lot happening here.
0: Yeah, it's, I, this, Cody will always be associated with the NWA title for me, which is weird, right? But I think we're going, I think that's the direction that they're headed with this, is this kind of, I, uh, we're going to see story in ring storytelling at its best with these two. I mean, take the knowledge that these two have out of it completely, right? And just look at how long they've been in the game, and then the lineage, both coming from from this, you know, from uh, from Dusty. Like these two are going to go out there, and they're going to tell a story, start to finish, in that ring that is unparalleled in, in wrestling today, in my opinion, outside of Stardom. And it's one of those ones that you know, we will be talking about for a long time, and because to me it's not brother versus brother, right? And they've mm. done a good job of pushing that narrative of you know we're gonna we're gonna end an era and this is a new era, and they, they're staying away from the brother versus brother as as the as the focus. It's there, but it's not the focus of this right. storyline. But I'll tell you that when they get in that ring, we're going to see every element of wrestling from from 1960, from like Luthe's presses uh, to headlocks, uh, through the Attitude Era with groin shots and some goofy stuff, to to, to them both taking color in some aspect or form, um, to to some of the some of the stuff that they're doing today. I, I think it's going to be uh, four decades, five decades worth of of wrestling come in 20 minutes, and and that's my expectation for this match.
2: Yeah, I think you're right there. I think it's really going to be something that's it's going to showcase quite a bit, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know that it'll be my favorite match of the night, um, but I think it'll be very interesting and intriguing, and I'm I'm looking forward to having Goldust versus. Cody. Really, I am. But as Goldust is now gone, I will have to get used to calling him Dustin. Gotta keep keep reminding myself it's not Goldust, it's Dustin. But I, I'm excited for this match. But the match that I'm most looking forward to is the tag team match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros.
1: In the past, I want
2: to say eight months i have really hopped on board the lucha bro train (laughs) and i'm happy that i am on it i love to watch them work i'm really into pentagon i love their presence their in-ring ability their quality of matches from everything from the very small indies that i've seen them uh wrestle in to you know, all in and with Pentagon and Kenny, and um, the other matches that they've had with the Bucks, and the one that they had for the AAA championship. All of these things have made me even more of a fan every time I watch them. It doesn't matter where they are, they're going to give you a show, and the people that they're with, they're going to make look great too. That's such a super awesome quality in a tag team, and of course. The Young Bucks. This is what they've wanted, and they've been saying that they've wanted to change the universe. This is the opportunity. And they're putting the belts on the line here. Uh, It's going to be great. I just have a feeling it's going to be even better than when uh, they had that match for the AAA tag titles.
0: Yeah, this this is tag team royalty right now. We're spoiled as fans when you get (laughs) the Rose versus the Young Bucks. I mean, it's crazy. And people that don't like the Young Bucks, I, I, I don't get it. Like they, you, you want them to wrestle like it's 1965. You want them to wrestle like it's the Attitude Era, fine. You want them to wrestle like Osprey, they will. Like They can do it all. They're, they're amoebas when it comes to tag team wrestling. Whatever they need to do with whatever audience they have to get over, they're going to find that and they're going to push it. You want Strong Style? Sure. Whatever they need. So I, I'm a big fan of this. I, I, I like the versatility of the Young Bucks in this. I like the Lucha Bros a lot. Um, the, what interests me about the Lucha Bros so much is that their exposure over the last, I mean, I'll say three years, but really in the last 18 months, has been, it's been shoved down our throats. And, mm. and they they are on everything. They're getting booked by everybody. And they're going out any weekend for you know, up until they signed with AEW, you could find them on some show doing something. And guess what? They were intoxicating to watch every single week. So the fact that now they get this marquee matchup with the Young Bucks for, for the AAA World Tag Team Championship, this, A, it's a perfect opportunity for the Young Bucks to put them over. Perfect opportunity. Uh, yep. Them to kind of show that, you know, it's not about, Uh, you know championships with them it's it's about we're making the promotion work and building stars and putting people over you know this is this is a great opportunity for the lucha bros to really kind of set the bar for what tag team wrestling is because let's be honest they've been doing it for the last two years easily um and and by doing that against the young bucks at double or nothing probably in the main event is something that i will buy into 100 of the time This talent is stupid. Like It it shouldn't be allowed.
2: (laughs) It shouldn't be allowed. Stop it. Just stop it right now, you guys. We cannot have this. (laughs) Actually, no, please never stop because it's going to be great. I I feel the same way you do. We're going to be spoiled here. This is going to be of epic proportions, and I'm so pumped up for this match. I'm going to say it's going to be my match of the night because of how much I love them both. And I agree, if you don't like the Young Bucks, I I don't know if we can be friends. I just don't, because I don't understand why. I don't get it. If you can explain it to me, at me, at at the Queen of Any, and we'll talk about it. But I I don't know if you can persuade me off of them. I just don't know that it's possible. (laughs) And that brings us to the last match here. And that is Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, part two. Yo, this is going to be crazy. That's what I can say right off the bat. When they said that this was going to happen again, I'm looking forward to it. It was great the first time. Really, it was. And now things are different. Chris Jericho's a, a a tad bit different. Kenny is a tad bit different. Things are changing with their characters and their presentation of themselves. Chris Jericho's gotten more cocky. More arrogant. He's just kind of leaning into that. You know, this is all because of me. It's all happening because of me. And you're going to tell me thank you. Right? Which I love, by the way. He's so great on the mic and he's so great in promos. But, And he's in some of the best shape, I think, of his life right now. He's training real hard. He can still go. I'm pumped up for what this match is going to be between the two of them. I just... I'm not sure that it'll be my favorite one, as I mentioned, because I think the Young Bucks and the Luchabros are going to be my favorite match of the night. But this will be a close second for me.
0: Yeah, I, th- these two in the ring is—it's—we it's, know what to expect out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think I think you, I think you hit the, the nail on the head here. It, it's how they come out and what kind of Kenny Omega are we getting? You know, what kind of Chris Jericho are we getting? These two can reinvent themselves on a dime, at any, which is not easy to do. It's not right. easy to change who you are and what what it is that you provide fans from a character level. Uh, and these two have proven, whether it be Kenny with his DDT into New mm. Japan, then the Bullet Club, then you lead off of that. And then once they leave and, and throw the Golden Lovers in there, ridiculous and you go through chris jericho's career starting in in i mean i'll take it back to corazon de leon and and move him through mexico and canada and germany and then into ecw and wcw and then wwf and then the shades of jericho we got from there take it into new japan you know the story of this match is going to be them coming out and and how they are now identified, right? Like I have interest in how Dustin Rhodes is going to be portrayed because I've only known Goldust in so many different ways minus the WCW stint. I don't know what to expect out of Kenny. I don't know what to expect out of Chris Jericho. I know face versus heel, that's the easy part. But are we getting New Japan? Are we getting Bullet Club? Are we getting all elite, uh, or (laughs) excuse me, uh, a golden elite a Kenny, or are we getting a rebranding? And on Chris Jericho's side, we know he's going to be rebranded. So, so how do those two go out there and put on a match that we saw in 2018, Wrestle Kingdom? I'm not even interested in the match. We know the match will be good. But but how do they brand themselves moving forward as, pa- as part of All Elite Wrestling that really defines who their character is going to be for the near future. And and I think that that's what makes this so enticing to me.
2: Oh, I totally agree here. That's exactly right. What are we going to get and how are they going to be presented in AEW? I, I'm so curious. Really, I'm I'm looking forward to this part the most because it's going to give us I think something new a little bit, not, you know, it's not gonna be like a totally different person, but just something a little bit different, new. And it's going to, you know, draw us in. I think it has to because it's already been done. So how do we make it better? How do we make it bigger? How do we make it a holy shit moment for everybody involved without going, you know, crazy over the top? I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm, interested in what's going to happen here and especially with what Jericho is doing now with wanting to challenge in New Japan and declaring that he's going to do so against Okada like this is a this is a big deal so I'm kind of wondering how that's going to play out with his AEW stuff as well that's going to be different you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's I mean just you, review the card you have you have a Casino Battle Royal with so many different types of wrestlers, and you don't know what to yeah. expect. You have your Luchador um, exhibition with Rivera and and Sabian. You have your Joshi uh, uh, trios match uh, with with all those legends in there. You have uh, a triple threat uh, with with the, the, with the women. You have uh, best friends versus Angelico and and Jack Evans in what will be a very very interesting um mix of power and flight you've got uh, this owe thing coming in against socal uncensored which is just like stupid ridiculous uh you have the the history of wrestling and the craftiness and all the little tricks to the trade and and all those little nuanced uh wrestling uh, uh um, psychology from cody and Dustin. You know, you've got the best tag team, two best tag teams in the world going after each other. You've got uh, mysterious, uh, ambiguity, I can't say that word, I'm not going to say it.
2: Ambiguity.
0: Thank you. (laughs) I got you. With Hangman versus question mark. And then you end it with, with, uh, you know, a rebranding of two of the top, uh, the GOAT in Chris Jericho, as well as Kenny Omega, the best going right now, like, What on this card is there not for everybody? I I, I don't know.
2: It is really something for everyone. It's wild when you talk that back and think about what we are about to witness and what we're about to be a part of. It's history making. Really it is. And I'm not saying that to be dramatic. I'm just stating a fact. Everything that's coming out of this card is mind blowing. It really is.
0: It's going to change the world.
2: Well, let's do it. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm ready. I'm ready for a change. So, before we close this out, I'm going to ask you for your predictions on each of these matches now. So, now that we've analyzed it, we've given our thoughts and our speculations, what are we thinking is going to happen here? So, let's start with the Casino Battle Royale. We said it was kind of too soon to kind of pick somebody because we don't know who all is in it, right?
0: Yes, we don't know. We can take some guesses, but let's let's be honest. Remember, Queen and and for those of you out there that don't know, uh, Queen and I are very tight, and <laughs> we go we go back and forth on predictions constantly. Like predictions don't matter, but with me and Queen, they do. And I will say it now, and I always say it: pre shows don't count.
2: I know so, he always tells me pre shows don't count, and it makes me feel so much better.
0: <laughs> so true. Uh, in this instance, because I think of some of the. The changes that are going to have to be made if this is not a work with with Pac, I'm going to say just out of fandom, I'm going with Joey Janela because I absolutely love Joey Janella.
2: I mean, that's a great choice. Um, he's mine as well. <laughs> Good. So nice. let's just uh, say that we're awesome and we're going to go with that. I like it. And for the second one, we have Kip and Sammy. Who do you think is coming out on top here? I think you got to
0: ride the wave with Sammy. Sammy's having a good 2019. Uh, he's a champion, I believe, in AAA. I want to say he's a champion over there, their lightweight title. Um, he is a prick, and he'll continue that, that, that run in AEW.
2: Yeah, same. That was my pick, too. Wow. Two for two, even though the pre-show doesn't matter. Does not matter. <laughs> Does not matter. All right, well, let's get to main card. So let's go with... Ah yes, the ladies. Aja, Yuka, Emmy versus Shida Ryo, right? Riho. Oh, Rio. Riho. Riho. And then Mizunami. Which team do you select in this?
0: I really want to see Aja, Yuka, and Emmy come out of this as victors, so I'm gonna go with them. Um, although Shida Shida could steal it. She really could but I'm going to go with Aja because you never go against
2: Aja. Yep, me too. That's what I wrote down in my book. Don't bet against her, so I'm not going to. Never do. Never do. All right, good. So then we have Best Friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans, and we already kind of mentioned this earlier, and we said Best Friends.
0: Yeah, I think it is going to be the Best Friends, unfortunately, this time around. Um, I think that the payoff or the – you know, putting people over comes later in the card. Um, this is a good spot for the best friends to get some momentum.
2: Yeah, I think so too, and I agree. Hopefully, there's going to be a rematch of this, and and maybe you know the other team's going to come out victorious in that one. Yeah. All right. So for a moment, we we're going to pretend that Hangman and Pac is still happening. If that does happen, who is your choice?
0: Well, I think based off of all of the speculation, I would imagine some type of twist here. So I would tell you Pac would probably go over.
2: Yep, that's what I was thinking too, that he's probably going to go over even though one might think that it might be Hangman Page. And then I will also leave this as a question mark because we just don't know. And our prediction will change depending on who that person is. So that'll be an on-the-spot thing, at least for me. I'm with you. All right. SCU versus the Stronghearts. This one is hard. For me, at least.
0: I think this is a perfect opportunity to to showcase what OWE brings to the table. I think SCU doesn't lose by losing to SEMA or T-Hawk or L Lindemann. Um, uh, I, I take, I take the strong hearts in this one all day.
2: Yeah, that's ultimately what I landed on, but I wasn't, I don't know. I just was like, oh man, I hate to bet against SCU, but in this case, I don't know that I could bet for them, you know, with the other team, I I just couldn't, I couldn't go there. Now the triple threat for the ladies, Dr. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray. What do you think for this one
0: this see this is probably the hardest one for me to choose between Mm -hmm. Um, reason being is that I like new promotions and I like building the heel side uh thus the best friends um I think in this instance because you have Aja because uh there's there's talent on there's so much talent on on the women's roster and we haven't even talked about my favorite Penelope Ford uh oh I know I'm going to go Kylie Ray. I think she gets her ass kicked in this, but she walks out as the victor.
2: Interesting. I went with Britt Baker. Yeah, okay. she was on my mind. Yeah, she, she just kind of snuck in there last minute I was I was thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? I wrote her down. I got a feeling, so I'm going to go with it. That's but I can, I can see Kylie. I could see that happening, getting her ass kicked in this match and uh, coming out victorious. That's possible. Cody versus Dustin. New school versus old school. Putting the Attitude Era to bed. Is that what's going to happen in this match?
0: Well, I I think it will. I, Hmm? I think the Attitude Era... I think we see an end of the era this time around, Queen. However, I think that we see Dustin be Cody and we see a different type of Dustin moving into a new run with a new promotion. Oh really? Yeah. I would just, for all the reasons we talked about before uh, with Kenny and and Chris Jericho, I think that we do see a stamp or a period at the end of the sentence for, for the gold dust character. But I think that it, it, where where one thing finishes something new begins Mm. and this is a perfect opportunity for that narrative to be told uh with with dustin going over his little brother
2: how very interesting where one door closes maybe another one opens okay so he's gonna go over cody then
0: Mm -hmm.
2: i went the other way i went cody going over dustin We shall see. (laughs) We shall see. And then we have the Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. What do you think here?
0: I think that uh, humility and humbleness is the young Bucks. I think they play the opposite side of that very well um, for all the reasons that you can think of, whether it be injuries or age or wear and tear uh, the young bucks are in this to to build a company,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and their their responsibilities. What what is going to make all elite wrestling so successful isn't them going out every night and and breaking their necks. It is utilizing their name to get people in a position to be able to succeed. I think we see that this time around. Uh, Lucha Bros over the Young Bucks, get the titles back, and then the Lucha Bros do what they do best and and just stomp out people in that division left and right.
2: Can't wait. My choice as well. And last but not least, Kenny versus Jericho. Who do you have?
0: Uh, again, another hard one, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a week out, four days out from for, for people listening. It it this is still a bit of a question mark for me because I mm-hmm. don't know what to expect with either one of them. Um, I would like to tell you a fifty-fifty booking, you know, and a rubber match to be determined later. Uh Jericho gets the W over Omega. Um, but it's tough for me to pick ab- pick against Kenny in any form or fashion, um, up to and including Wrestle Kingdom this past year. Uh I think I'm gonna take Kenny Omega in this one.
2: I am too. And I agree. It's tough for me to pick against Kenny. But also because of what Jericho has announced with Okada, I just feel like this is where he takes the L, and then he comes, or he leaves rather, and then he comes back, and maybe we get the third match, and maybe he wins then. I just, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't don't know if they're going to go one for one. I'm really hoping, actually not. I would like Kenny to win here for personal reasons, <laughs> but also for the company reasons. I just feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna do this again, oh, yeah. See, even now I'm going back and forth. You're making me think about shit. Uh, this is why I have you on the show, JPQ, because mm-hmm. you make me reconsider all of the things that I've decided.
0: <laughs> well, I like Jericho in this. Um, I yeah. think I see. So, so where my when I when I project out. And and I look at I look at Jericho and I look at Omega. I, I think Jericho's crowning moment over Omega is for the title. I don't think it's right. before then. So to to for him to to square up one to one, moving into a potential. I mean, they're both main event stars. So at some point, you would imagine that there would be a title on the line, and one of them would have it, and the other one would go for it. I just cannot see how you know, how I can pick against Kenny in that match, you know, I, but again, it's Chris Jericho. So, yeah, you can play both sides of it here. For me, I just think uh, Chris Jericho being the heel that he is, uh, Kenny being the superstar that he is, plus the momentum that he rides. I mean, that dude puts on five-star matches like it's like Ugh. it's nothing. Yeah. And you put those two together, you let Kenny get the win. You let him go up two zero, and and Chris Jericho wins it when it matters the most when the championship's on the line at a date to be determined.
2: Yeah, that's it right there. You just, you just booked it. Beautiful. I will rest on that. So JPQ, thank you so much for coming on Queen's Court. I am so excited. We finally had this happen and I can't wait to work together again, of course. But if you would please tell the good people of Queen's Court where to find you as if they don't know already. But hey, we might have some new people. Tell them where they can go. Well,
0: you can find me on BrainBuster Radio every Wednesday as part of the hashtag Queen and Pup Connection on No Particular Angle. And No Particular Angle is a show where every different week we're going to talk about something different. And whether it's stardom, uh, WWE, uh, we try to keep it focused on women's wrestling, but but we venture into interviews, we venture into the business as a whole. We look at tag team divisions. You know, every single week, I'm trying to bring you something a little bit different, to think a little different, to to question a little more, uh, and and to speculate out on on where the business is is headed, either specifically or overall. And that happens every Wednesday on No Particular Angle on all podcasts as well as Brainbuster Radio. Uh, every Wednesday as well.
2: Yeah, y'all got to check them out if you don't already. JPQ, as I mentioned like several times throughout this thing, makes me think and reconsider and learn. And I know that you will too. And because it'll make him really happy right now, I'm going to say hashtag watch stardom.
0: (laughs) Hashtag watch
2: stardom. (laughs) That's right. All right, JPQ. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And as we push forward through... Two Double or Nothing on AEW Week on Brainbuster Radio. All right, everyone. It's now time for the Queen's Courtier's Questions segment here at the end of the show. And I have just a few questions today. The first of which comes from Zachary Shiloh at ZACSHI130. And he asks... This uh, the tweet actually that he sent me is now deleted, but he's asking me my thoughts on this statement made by Nick Jackson, um, referring to how New Japan never paid them right, and they wanted Ring of Honor and New Japan to give them a joint contract, and they would have happily stayed and all that stuff. Listen, I think you should know your value and you know your work, Your worth, rather. It doesn't really bother me. At first glance, I was kind of like, ooh, that's that's a little shitty. Because I felt like they were treated very well in New Japan, at least from a fan standpoint. But I also don't know what was happening behind the scenes and the contract negotiations and things of that nature. So if they were never paid what they thought that they were worth, then, you know, good on them. They're starting their own company, and they're going to have a great time doing so. So I can't really hate on it for that purpose. But I do think it came off across... a little shady, if I'm being honest, but I don't know that he meant it that way. I think he's just trying to speak his particular truth. Thanks, Zach. The next question is from Instagram from Through the Table. They ask, who's your favorite to win Best of Super Juniors? That's easy. I picked Dragon Lee on the predictions show that I did with Wilford at Wilford Watches for the Best of Super Juniors when we broke down the blocks and talked about all of our choices. If you haven't checked that out, please do so on Brainbuster Radio. Thank you. And speaking of Wilf, <laughs> he asked me on Instagram, is you the best girl podcaster ever?" The answer to that is, why, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> And the next question and final question is from my pals at Turnbuckle Topics. They asked what originally got me interested in New Japan. Well, one of my friends who's also really into wrestling, a couple years back asked if I had ever seen anything outside of WWE. And I'd mentioned the few things that I had seen and he's like, well, have you ever seen anything in Japan? And I said, no. And then all of a sudden I was introduced to it. And one of the first things I saw was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And I was hooked ever since. So thank you so much for the questions guys. Keep them coming. And that brings us to a close here, but very quickly I'm going to give you my jester and crown of the week. The jester of the week is going to none other than the decision, whomever made this decision to have Brock Lesnar win the Money in the Bank briefcase. I, I just don't understand what we're doing here with this. I understand they wanted shock value. I understand they wanted something unexpected to happen after this whole thing with Sami Zayn and, you know, having him being tied up backstage and hung upside down. But there could have been so many other people you could have put in that place. And I don't understand why we're putting Brock there. I, I know that it has to do with Saudi Arabia and building towards that. But why are we giving him a briefcase? I just don't understand. He doesn't need a briefcase. He can just come in and you can just let him win like normal. It's not... It's not right, especially after all of those individuals literally broke themselves on those ladders for that in the last 45 seconds. I was very disappointed. My crown of the week, however, goes to my girl, my pick, Bailey, who won that Money in the the Bank briefcase. But not only did she win the briefcase, she cashed it in, honey, after Charlotte became nine-time. I told y'all she was going to be nine-time, okay? I told you. It only lasted a few minutes, but let me tell you, I knew it was going to happen. But it goes to my girl, Bailey, for cashing in that Money in the Bank last night. And the response and the pop both went from when she won and from when she won again. Crazy. So happy for you, girl. So that concludes this week's episode of Queen's Court. I know it's a long one, but you guys, what a great conversation I had with Matt and what an awesome breakdown of the Double or Nothing card with JPQ. I'm so excited for Double or Nothing. I'm so looking forward to seeing what direction AEW is going to go in with all of you. So with that, please enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, be kind to one another.